Okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast. I'm here with a new guest. We got Professor Aladdin. What's up, Aladdin? What's up, guys? He's very excited. He could barely contain himself. He is. Happy the to be sound here. check was incredible. <laughs> it's invigorating. We're ready to rock. We you got to get right up on that, dude. I got to get all on it. Yeah, that's a little there too much. That's too much. Oh. That was inappropriate. I know it was, but nobody could see that. Um, <laughs> man, we got to get back on, on track with a good schedule. Yes. The last couple weeks were a little bit crazy. First, we had... I think we had the snowstorm, right? Yes. We were blizzarded out. And then everybody was sick and, yeah. you know, it happens. It Stuff happens. But we're back. We're back, man. And uh, I'm excited to have Aladdin on. Absolutely. Excited to be What's here. What's going on, dude? Not much. Having fun. Um, so we did something a little bit different today. I put out on the interwebs. Yes, questions. What would you like to hear discussed on the podcast? And as always, uh, we have to take the average because there's some ridiculous <laughs> questions <laughs> there's some excellent ones and there's a lot right in the middle um let's bang out a couple of these to get this party going what do you think sounds good let's do it um and this is good because i have peachy yes who's a little more old school very old school. a little bit more stubborn stuck in his ways yes sir um we're trying to teach an old dog new tricks but at times tough going yeah, it is and then we got aladdin it was a little more new kind breed. smiles <laughs> He's a lot the more new breed. um not as let's grizzly. start let's start with this one this is from brandon do you let a lower bell get a submission on you in a round if you just sub them three times in a row? Let's I'm, preface this with this. What did we say together as soon as you read that? Fucking no. No freaking <laughs> way, man. No. Th that's not entirely true. I So you and I agree fucking no way, no. right? What about you? I mean, it depends on the rounds going, and it depends on who it's with. If they're trying to rip your head off, I would no, say for kill safety sta standpoint, probably yeah. not. But. It depends on who you're rolling with. Yeah, because like the best defense is good offense, right? Yes. Like yeah. you got to protect yourself by beating the shit out of somebody, which is interesting. It is. But if you want to work your escapes, yes, that's yeah. right. That's why I look at it. But I'm like you know, you gotta, you can't be doing that all the time too, because you could, you get caught. You, well, not even that. You could get hurt, right? I mean, yeah. Well, true. Working out of submissions is not the easiest thing. No. Yeah, let me, a little word to the wise: don't work your armbar defense with Sean the <laughs> Um Well, let's say this is a little too broad. Let's tighten this one up a little bit. So, if let would you let a lower bell get a submission on you after subbing them three times? All right. For example, like a few weeks ago, uh, you know, Justin's younger uh, youngest son started training here, yeah. and. He wanted to train with me. He's a one-stripe white belt, right? And he made a joke out of it. He like kind of called me out. So he came over after advanced class, and I did that. Didn't do anything. I know that I cough tried. was so fucking loud. <laughs> you put your hand on that mic, it did not do anything. Um, so I did the round, and I was very kind to him. Yeah, you know, like I let him move. I didn't even submit him one time, and I think I might have let him choke me. Okay, right. So there's that. Because That's different. The, I'm a fucking three-stripe black belt. Yeah. He's a one-stripe white belt. He's a young kid, and he was excited. Let's set the the scene this way, though. Let's say you're you're a, a purple belt, yeah. and you're rolling with a, a brand new blue belt. Yes. So of course you're going to catch him a few times. Mm -hmm. So in like the first two minutes, you hit a triangle, then you hit an armbar, and then like they tighten up a little bit, and you have to work real hard, and you get a choke from the back, and there's like two minutes left in the round. Then what do you do? Let him move. You let him move, but you let him catch a submission. No. I think it's too close. Yes. I okay. think there's got to be a larger disparity. Right. Yeah. Because then it's almost could give them like a false sense of confidence. Not yeah. could. It, it will. 100%. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. The funny thing is, and you probably, you guys see it all the time. And we're, you don't want to be the asshole and be like, I let you move, idiot. But like, 
for example, when I, I rolled with Justin's son, he looks at his dad. He's like, I did way better than I thought I would. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm like, home. yeah, you moved great, dude. <laughs> and it's like, it's an, it's an effort on our part to make them look somewhat competent. Yeah. So the danger would be, say you're a brand new purple belt and you're rolling with a brand new blue belt. Not only are you giving them a false sense, uh, you're going to inflate them in, in, in negative ways because they're going to think they're better than they are, which sometimes I think you want to do that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to gas somebody up if they need it. But you know for sure they're going to go home and they're going to tell their girlfriend, dude, I just submitted the fucking purple belt. Yeah. Like, professor should give me a purple belt now. Oh, no. He's in the car texting his friends. I just 100%. destroyed. 100%. And Never you know, mind that he got submitted four times before that. He's going, I just murdered this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And is that so false sense? It is. Definitely, yeah. Because I know I, I, I'll, I let them move, especially when you know, I'm teaching fundamentals. I'm letting guys move and stuff like yeah. that. I let them start to set something up. They'll get it in, and I just fight out of it. Man, I and, thought I and had. Dude, and you know they're gonna. You know, in their white belt chats on Instagram, they're like, "Dude, professor couldn't submit me." Yeah, and I'm like, "Not. It's not exactly how it went." Which it's okay. It's not that big of a. No. It's no, no sweat off our back. No. But again, there's like this weird. You want to be as based in reality as possible. Absolutely. I think that's what I'm saying. You have to right. be realistic. You can't. You can't. You know. I floated all over Aladdin. No, you didn't. He let you. Yes. Trust me. I roll with him. He tries to murder me. He didn't try to murder you. That's right. right. We, we want it to be fun, too. You don't want to just yes. like, destroy somebody. It's not going to be fun for them. And no. then you want yeah. them to come back. But it's, it's the... Well, not only is it not fun for them, it's not fun for, for us. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's imagine if you went, if you used your A game every time out. That'd be fun for like the first round, maybe yeah. even the second round. And maybe in that, that whole training session, you yes. go home feeling great. Right. And you do that on Tuesday, and then you do it on Thursday. By the next Monday, you're like, "What the fuck am I? Yeah, what am I doing? What am here? I doing here? Yeah, you know, because it it's the Chiefs versus a high school team in football. It's there, there's some pretty good high school teams. Dude. <laughs> yeah, they all. Yeah, yes. I guess if you go into Florida and Texas and stuff like that. But you know, overall, it's there's there's levels yeah. to the game. It goes back to levels to the game. You know Sometimes I mean? you gotta let them know. Yeah, I won't say who. <laughs> <laughs> When he hears this, he's going to know who the... He, now he's going to know why I did it, too. So I was letting somebody work Wednesday night. And, you know, I let him kind of, like, get behind me a little bit. I let him go for, like, the rear triangle. But especially at a higher level, like, this was a decently high-level guy, I don't let you lock it all the way in because then it's dangerous. Right? Yeah. I'll let you get close enough where, like, I'll get a hand in so I have a little bit of wiggle room. And uh, I got the hand in. I had a lot of wiggle room, but he locked his shin across my teeth. <laughs> And and it's, and he just went for went for it, you know. And like my teeth are like caved in. I tapped, and uh, I must have averaged one submission every nine point four seconds for the next three <laughs> minutes, that, yeah. you know. And I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. And I didn't do it maliciously. It's just to let you know, like, hey, mom, just let's remind each other. Yeah. I want to make it clear. It's not revenge. It's I, I was letting you work. And you you took advantage in the wrong way. Yes. Right? Like I my mouth should not be bleeding on the inside when I let you <laughs> set it up. Like the sun wasn't in my eyes and the like Mars is not in retrograde. You didn't you didn't really pass my guard to the back into a triangle in one motion. Mm -hmm. Like have you ever done that before? Um so there's that. Like that's important. Sometimes you gotta let them know because now I bet next time when there's an opening, he he'll be way less likely to grind my teeth into the back of my skull. <laughs> Because now he realizes, like, oh, I didn't really catch him. That wasn't really an opportunity. Right. We were working together. Yeah. I and think that's important. If he thinks that's the only one he'll ever get. 
it's gonna be yeah all or nothing i gotta go for it right yes. this is my only window this whereas only like yeah, there'll be yeah. more you know yeah and look at the, we can also communicate yeah and i've done that before like i've had conversations with high level guys like look man chill the fuck out like i've literally said this to like some of our high level guys like look we can try to murder each other until the end of time like wiley coyote and fucking yeah. roadrunner we can do that but we don't have to and what happens is if we do that every single time we roll it becomes adversarial there's going to be this weird competitive yeah. vibe between us that's only going to escalate over time so we need to inject some more of the playfulness into it and a, a big way to do that is tit for tat yeah like i love rolling with aladdin because yeah. we'll go hard as fuck in in moments of the scramble yeah and it's yeah. like controlled like I it's don't completely feel dangerous and exactly. I, no you know, no exactly. for all the floating you do there's no knees to my face no i think i've Need the shit out of you the other day, actually. <laughs> you had it coming. Yeah. You fucking had it coming. He did. Agreed. Um, but you got to inject that playfulness back into it. And the way to do that is, one, if you're going to try to kill each other, that's fine. But talk a little fun shit while you're doing it. Yeah. Like, let every, each other know you're having fun. Or two, if you get something off on the guy, kind of ease up a little bit so that he can volley. Yeah. Like, you got to have, have a little bit of room for the volley. Otherwise, it's it's literally competition. I, I try to do that with most of my roles, especially with the higher level guys. You know, it's the and like you said, it's the volley. It's yeah. pickleball. We're just going back Holy and forth. Holy shit! The you definitely play pickleball. I played. Yeah. You're oh probably really God. good, aren't you? Oh, I played tennis in high school. Shut the. <laughs> did you? Aladdin. Yeah. Of I've played like every did. sport. That you know, played hockey. Are you a good lacrosse. golfer? I haven't got into golf just because like I don't want to. I love golf. commit that much time to anything. It's so fun. I've got enough expensive hobbies, skiing, skiing, you know, takes, hey, it yeah. takes enough of my money. Hey, Aladdin, how did you fix your ACL? Switzerland. Switzerland. Skiing, skiing <laughs> yeah. for two weeks. Black in diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching uh, Match Point. What is it? Breakpoint? Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't watched it, but I've heard. It's riveting. Yeah. Is it? It's riveting. Who knew tennis was like exciting? Did you know that? Mm. I mean, the people are insufferable. They're all like, you know, I watch it. I watch like Wimbledon, the finals. It's like of one Wimbledon. of the only other solo sports. Like, yeah. there's wrestling, jujitsu, but like, it's the only like ball sport yeah. that is golf. There's a ball in golf. Dude, golf is, is not a fucking golf sport. Is not a sport. It is. is darts a sport? Well, we it can is. get into this whole debate. I well, have I'll whole tell you what, dude. So, tiered approach. How about jarts? What's what? The, this is the thing. The I also watched the Netflix thing on on golf. That was awesome. Those guys are getting jacked. Yes. So they're becoming athletic. Like to rip a 350 yard drive or yeah. whatever. You should see the long drive. Yeah, you could guys. be athletic and not play a sport. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. You should see the long drive guys. Those guys, some I've of those guys them. are huge. They're gigantic. Yeah, and then you have the guy that's like hitting at 490. He's your size. He's Aladdin. He's built like him. Yeah, they're both you guys. Sinewy. They're sinewy. You're saying I'm built like Aladdin? <laughs> I got like 30 pounds on this guy. Yeah, I'm saying long and lean. How's that? I'll say this. With One thing that got me about the tennis is like they'll win a match or even like a point or a set. See, I know all the, the lingo. Look at you. And they'll fucking drop to their, their knees and scream this guttural, like like uh, Neanderthal scream. <laughs> and I'm like, you're hitting a fucking ball that's fuzzy. Like you're yeah. not, you didn't just knock out Anderson Silva. <laughs> like you're not Frankie Edgar, dude. They're like, Aah! I'm like, shake your hand and go back to. I'm your I'm sure bench. part of that's like mind games. Like yeah. there's so yeah. much momentum in that game. Once you're like on top, like you're trying to. Stay on, like, stay for with sure. Momentum, when you, you know? play tennis with somebody that knows what the hell they're doing, like, I'm sure you know this. Yeah, they make you work. They put so much spin on the ball. Yeah. Like, the ball hit six feet in front of you and it goes yeah. to the right or it Dude, goes to the we're left. We're spending gets... way too much time <laughs> on tennis. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we pl I played a lot of uh, racquetball in college. Okay. 
That was fun. We used to play volleyball. I don't even really know what the fuck it's like uh, in they, a racquetball court. Because when you were young, they didn't invent racquetball yet. No, we used the <laughs> we used a ball of dirt. <laughs> no, no, they used to. They'd have uh, racquetball courts. They put a tennis uh, or a volleyball net up, yeah. and you had this giant racquetball. Did you also play lacrosse from village to village? No, no, we ran town to town. All right, so uh, barefoot. Brandon also asked, "How do you deal with?" He said, "Collie ear." I think he meant cauliflower ear. All right, dude, you got a few options. Uh, a lot of them I don't like. One is you just leave it. Yeah. And then it's a crap shoot. You ever get cauliflower? I've been lucky. You just get Look it. at those pretty <laughs> Dude, some ears. people just have salt. Yeah. Like Professor yeah. Larry, he's got like little jello ears. He'll yeah. never get cauliflower. Yeah, mine are pretty malleable. I don't yeah. know. That's you know the second time that we're... Tomorrow now, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we jinxed it. Well, what's her name? Uh, Doc Rachel, she started getting... Her ear was all purple. Mm-hmm. She came up to me on Sunday. She's like, oh my God, Professor, my ear, my mom pointed it Did out. Did it swell up? No, but it was purple. Yeah, I don't... Th- for me, cauliflower never got discolored, ever. Yeah. Ever. I think there's a difference between... Like, a purple is a bruise, and then when it fills... Because the way it works is... And this is how it was described to me. Like, imagine... Imagine you have, like, a baseball with, like, a balloon over it, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of like your cartilage with, like, the skin. Yes. And the problem is when fluid gets in between the balloon and the, the surface of the baseball, it doesn't drain. So mm-hmm. it, it, it hardens. Builds up. Uh, now, here you have some options. One, you can just let it ride. And that's fine because in most cases, in my experience, when it hardens, it just it shrinks to one-tenth the, the size, and that's it. Yeah. And the cool thing is that spot generally won't cauliflower over again. However, you got it. You're again. fucking. You're playing with fire because yeah. I've seen people where it, when it hardens, it pulls the ear and distorts it and it sticks out to the side. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous game. Yeah. Two, you could wear headgear. Yeah. Which of course you're gonna get ridiculed. Like, <laughs> look at Vandenberg. He had to wear headgear for a while. Yeah. He he's it's terrible. <laughs> now he has a mustache. He, he? <laughs> you mean Hank? Yeah. Hank. Yeah. Uh, he got. I mean, he got it quick too. I mean, it didn't hurt that he was on the mat eight days a week. So, yeah. it he's always on the mat, and I remember Dude, his years. And, and the quick. the headgear is tricky because if it's not perfect, it'll make it worse. It'll make it worse because it shifts Rubbing. and it's like right on top. Yeah. Or the third one, which is the the route that I have always taken, is you invest in like a hundred needles, <laughs> and you drain yes. your ear in the morning, you drain it in the afternoon, and you drain it at night for yeah. like eight weeks straight. Exactly, and oh. it's still gonna harden in cauliflower yeah. anyway. Because I, I it was. The last one I got, the battle gave me, which was payback because I gave it to him. My ear was drooping. It was huge. Like it was, uh, the BJ Penn ear? Oh, yeah. There's a, Miss Joan. <laughs> Miss Joan took a picture. Or there was a pic. Maybe Jewel took the picture, and then Joan put a cauliflower on my ear. Yeah, I see <laughs> that. Photoshopped it. Dude, but how about one time big. we did a promotion picture at the old academy, and Facebook wanted to tag my ear yes and somebody's it, face you thought it was it somebody's was face. facial recognizing your ear <laughs> it was quato from uh, yeah and really the best way to avoid cauliflower is to not train hard but that's not really <clears throat> no and i got my first cauliflower ear from our dear friend albert cook when we were getting ready for that first team naga we we're murdering each other every friday night yeah and the following morning we were watching what's the uh polaris in the UK, so we were watching it in the uh, the lobby. We had a whole bunch of us were sitting there watching it oh, on, yeah, yeah. on the TV. And I remember uh, Professor Jen said, uh, man, my ear hurts. I'm like, you know what? My ear does too. And before I thought, I was like, oh my God, what is this? And of course, once the- up on you. Yeah, it didn't even realize it until she brought it up. Let me see your ears. They're not too bad, right? 
That one's not. See, your locky dude. Still resembles an ear. Yeah, you, yours actually curled back to your head. Yeah. Sometimes the one goes back further now. That's beautiful, yes. dude. Good for you. You have a good silhouette. I do. But sometimes you get like the the elfish ear, which yeah. is like pointy, like a vampire. That's creepy. Battle. His is atrocious. Yes. Yeah. His just You're looks welcome, like battle. Yeah, his is bad. His is like a like a deflated like kickball. <laughs> Like it's just not very good, and then I'm sure once they start to stick out more, you're more prone to it, and then it just probably happens again. yeah. It's just it, you start losing that battle, and there's yeah. no coming back. You could get the surgery. I don't want the surgery. No. Surgery? Yeah, you're gonna get surgery. it again. Yeah, yeah. They they cut the skin behind the ear. They fold the skin over. They scrape oh, it God. out, and they put it right back yeah, over. That doesn't sound like fun, dude. My no. modeling days are are long gone. There's yeah. no coming back. No. All right, Aladdin. I'm gonna let you take this one. It's a slam dunk. What's the best way to break in a new gi? Train. Fucking train it, it. Put it on and come. I don't know. Train. I don't know if that's right. Dude, how about one time we were doing a kid's belt promotion? And, you know, you put those belts on the kids and it's like car, cardboard. Right. Sticks straight out like cat whiskers. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, what's look at you guys. Like Your belts are all sticking straight out. What's the best way to break it in? <laughs> Thinking that they'd be like, train hard, sweat, blood. You got to bleed on it. You got to train hard. One kid's like, you put it in the washer and the dryer. <laughs> I was like, oh, you <laughs> No. I remember that too. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. I think that was here. It was at the new school where he said it. Probably. All right. Here's a uh, Scrappy Joe. Jesus. Thank Scrappy you. Joe. If you guys have ever seen Scrappy Joe before class, he's laying on the floor. He's doing like synchronized swimming movements. <laughs> he's doing like uh, dry land swimming. He asked, "Are there any tips for upper back pain?" You live with a PT. What's the deal? My back, upper back is terrible. She makes fun of me all the time, and it's like a brick. Like, it doesn't move. Um, and what's the answer? I don't know. She doesn't give me many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she charges you just you SOL. Yeah. Right? That's an SOL kind of situation. Says, I've been doing this for 14 years. Like, that's how your back is. Yeah. Kind of I'll tell you this. So, I've been to a lot of, like, random tournaments in my day. They're, they're actually becoming a little bit more professional than, than they once were. So, there was this little stretch of time where every jiu-jitsu tournament had an acai stand, like a samba zone, or like when they first came onto the scene, and a masseuse. Yeah. And everybody was getting the same thing done. And, and the only the chair was just on a 45 with the face down because mm -hmm. everybody had the same like scapular, upper trap, like knot that yeah. I've had for 16 years straight. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah, no. upper traps. My back's up. It's rounded. Like, it is what it is. I think that's kind of where we're going to have to leave this one. Yeah, it is yeah what that's, it is. I, I, because I had gone to a masseuse and he was like, Jesus Christ. You went to a male masseuse? I did. Really? We, we've talked about this guy before. Uh, but uh, yeah, and he was like, holy shit, man. Wait, is, did I see him on the news? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome at what he did, man. And, but it was an hour. My kids got it for me for Father's Day. Uh huh. And he was just like, Jesus Christ, man. How do you... I'm like, I'm what else did you guys talk about? Uh, you. Do you go to a male masseuse? I haven't had a massage in... Yeah, it was awesome. I don't even know how long. It was awesome. I had... All right. Which I was Kefaro was ghost. We used to go to him all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Went, I went to one male masseuse one time, and it was like last summer, was I think. his name Sven? And it was, I was in such... I was in a bad spot. And it was literally like that, that day, I'm calling all around the area. And you can't get in like the same day with a masseuse. Yeah. It's hard. And there was this one place in Cherry Hill, and they were like, we've got one spot. One guy's open. I'm like, one guy? Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what's his name? He turned out to be like the most effeminate Asian man with no body hair on him, so it was, it was close. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. It's like, 
maybe because my dad was so old school and like <laughs> you just can't get a massage <laughs> from a guy. You know? It's a very strange Well, the situation. Rainbow Room closed. There was two of them that were closed <laughs> in Marlton over the last <laughs> month or so. But it, it was actually pretty good. Like he got on top. The best massage is that when I used to teach karate in East Brunswick, is right on Route 18, and there was like the, the the Asian Mart was right there, and like you go like this is how shady this place was. And when I tell you, I only got a massage. Please believe. <laughs> but you would have to walk in, and you would go through like the Mart, and you would by the back room. There's like fish heads, and it got like real people are smoking in there. And you go into the back room and they separate each stall just by like hanging of rope and, and throwing like blankets over it. I'm like, shit, <laughs> that's real. This sketchy. is going to, I'm going to be in handcuffs. <laughs> but you know, this is when I was like just starting to train MMA down at Ricardo's. I was just jacked up, dude. My back was always bad, but I would get the, cause they would climb up on your back. They'd stand yeah. on you and like jump on you. I need some of that around here. Yeah. If you guys can find like, dude, I don't like going to like massage envy. Where it's, it's like not a, the same thing. Yeah, dude. It's like some girl I went to like the local high school. I need yeah. you to be like a grizzled immigrant mm -hmm. who is not afraid <laughs> to like beat the crap out of me. Bring that rolling pin in here. I did the uh, acupuncture. That that helped. That helped a did lot. Did you do the dry needling? Did you try that? I don't I think I did that. dry These guys were raving about it. I did the acupuncture and they were <laughs> my elbows everything and it, it helped yeah it felt amazing i told melissa about did it, it work so well you only did it once uh, i did it for a couple months and then she left apparently ac electro stim yeah. acupuncture mm, that's supposed to be really that's good. what like from bridget that has some data behind it so that insurance is starting to cover it yeah so dude technically there's no reason we can't do that ourselves we do it when we drain cauliflower. Because you could get a TENS unit. Yeah, I have one oh, of those. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could definitely get acupuncture needles. I'll buy them on Amazon yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, you don't need to know anything. When I was just like, stick them anywhere. We well, could throw darts at each other. That'd be even more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who didn't what play could possibly go wrong? <laughs> who didn't have BB gun wars? Were you at my house? I had the coaches over that one time. And I drained my elbow bursitis. Yes, Were I was you there. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I got like six cc's of black <laughs> goo out of my elbow. <laughs> do you remember when Julian had his knee sack, his knee drained? Yeah, that was bad. He had, they must have had, uh, I don't know, 80 games. His knee was barrel. bad. He was like, like. I um, still have a picture of it. There's four hundred, like hundred, I don't know what it is, what, 100 millimeters full yeah, of it was, fluid. It was, it was yeah. gross. I've it was like Mr. Like Deeds. I got hit, with, hit in your knee? with a baseball. It just hit at the right <clears throat> spot. My knee blew up. They had drained it like three times. I had to go. The bursitis? Keep, keep going back. I don't know what it, they just called it. A, had, like it's a, a bursitis. Contusion, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous fun. too because they don't apparently they don't want to drain your knee or your elbow because of the risk of infection. Really high. Mm. But the worst pain I ever had was survived. after my knee surgery when my, I had uh, fluid in my knee, and they broke out that stainless steel needle. Oh yeah, yeah the it looks like a cock gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! He pulled, I was like, get that the fuck out of my knee. This is the worst pain ever. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Any more from Scrappy Joe? Maybe. Uh, Pre or post uh, bathroom? No, but I I want to ask him why is why is he still doing that little <clears throat> dance if it's not working? I think he just likes he, doing it. Yeah, he's a pretty uh, malleable person. I he feel certainly like he is. Probably that word's getting overused. Benefit, it was used last I thought you were gonna say he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, I was saying he could probably benefit from some squats. Yes, work yeah. the core a little yeah. bit. There you go, Joe. There you Get go. a little stronger, my yeah. man. <laughs> All right, RC wants us to talk about the fact that there should be no coaching slash conversing mid-round while there's barely room to roll. He's angry. He's an angry young man. But yeah, 
the coaching and conversing mid round, that's it's on the wall, guys. Yeah. I'm looking at the Randori rules right now. It says don't coach mid roll, wait until after. Unless you're a white belt with two stripes. Yeah. Then you're allowed <laughs> to tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Peachy, why is that? Why do we have that rule? It's not necessary. Most of the times you're saying the wrong thing anyways. Continue. And it doesn't behoove you. If somebody's coaching mid round, yeah. generally a, they're why? trying to get out of something. They if somebody has you in a submission and you're going, no, 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 now do this. That really wasn't a tap, was it? I coached you through it. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. And you're wasting time. Like, you are wasting if time. You, maybe you're somebody that only gets three rounds in and you just spent half of one of those rounds talking about what we should have done better, whether you're the person coaching or the person yeah. receiving the unsolicited advice, like we're wasting I time. Think, I think let's put an asterisk and an underline and a bold on their unsolicited. Right. Like That's the key. You, first off, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Yeah. You're abdicating responsibility. <laughs> you you are doing your best to not get tired. Like this is that's what this is. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, it's unsolicited. Like if you're giving somebody else advice, you don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. Yeah. Maybe they weren't going for the arm bar. Maybe they let you pull your arm out on purpose. Mm-hmm. So instead of stopping and telling them to pinch their knees next time, keep going because they were about to go for the Oma Plata. Yeah. There's a million reasons not to do it. And I would say maybe the big overarching one is it's very disrespectful. Yes. Dude, it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny like having, you know, living with my wife who is also just a straight up student. Like she's not an employee here. She's just a student. She doesn't teach. So she's privy to a lot of these things and she'll either overhear it or have it done to her. Nobody coaches me through the round. <laughs> no? No. Uh, it's been a while. But it'll happen to her. And I'm like... She's a very technical and skillful purple belt. Yeah. Like, you really just train. Just, yeah. She's okay. Yeah. Like, she knows why she missed the key lock on you. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. Very true. Now, in terms of not having enough room, I think what RC is saying is, if you're not going to train, get the fuck out of the way. I agree. I think also that's true. what he's trying yeah, to <laughs> I think he's trying to say that. I will say this, though. Like, the whole... I Here's what I like. and And this might just be nostalgia for me i like the first like three rounds everybody in the entire room is getting after it yeah it's quiet right especially when fundies is still going on there's no music nothing Mm -hmm. you can hear a pin drop and you know you wheezing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're all training the entire room and it's fucking packed and i get it like it'd be nice to have a little bit more room to do some stand-up but whatever thursdays there you go go to to last thursday Thursday. (laughs) We got wrestling shoes. We're going to get after it on the feet on Thursdays. I'll get to that in a sec. I think that's more dangerous. So I like that, the first three rounds. And I actually, I like when some people have to take a break and they slide to the outside walls. Yeah. And they're sitting there bullshitting. I like that. Yeah. And I like when they're bullshitting and there's like two groups are just fucking getting after it. I like that. And I like a few rounds later when you did sit out a round or two. You needed it. I get it. You did three hard rounds and you jump back in. I like that, like the hanging out thing. Yeah. Then I like when like the sixth or the seventh round is 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 coming up, and there's like two yeah. fucking really like <laughs> yeah. badass people are about to. Everybody's like oh like elbowing each other. Oh this. shit! Hans yeah. and Vanderbilt. Let's watch this. Everybody's yeah. like oh, it, it's it's more like a spectator sport it at is. that point. That's one of the things that I, I I those moments. How many we can recall? How many just over the last year? <clears throat> just the at least four. The bullshitting, the the jabs that are going on, that you know somebody's coaching one guy versus the other one. Look out for that! Look for that. <coughs> That's and where it, the magic is, dude. It is magic. That's the stuff that really makes this different than anything. It doesn't happen in tennis. 
No. I don't know, dude. You should see the Netflix special. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's it's powerful. That's where the the magic is, dude. Like Absolutely. If you, if you really want to feel like you're plugged into something, stick around. Yeah. Like when you leave early. Sorry, I'm dying. When you leave early, not only you're missing out on, on the hard training, right? Like one or two rounds just probably won't cut it. No. You're missing out on that aspect of it. But, man, like you're missing out on that shared experience afterwards. That's where the magic happens. Totally agree. It's all yeah. bonding, yeah. It is. That's my opinion. I agree. All right, what do we got next? We've got RC again. He's asking about <laughs> Matt 3 or Location 3. So Matt 3, he's referring to the smoke shop next door. What should we do? Well, you know our opinion. Should we just go, go over right now? <laughs> do you know how many times RC's offered to literally just go over? Go I'm like, dude, the place. I'm like, this isn't Tombstone. You can't just walk <laughs> over and say, this is mine now. <laughs> like, it doesn't work I like that. I declare this is my property. It, who knows, dude? Those guys, they get rolled like once a week. But, but I would love to take that over. But the big question is... Do we make it mat three, or do we make one giant mat and one big mat? So the question would be this. There's two ways that we could skin mm. this cat. Yeah. It's either we have mat one, mat two, mat three going at all times, and we really build up three programs for the kids, which we are now, yeah. but expand on that, and we really dive into an intermediate program for the adults where it's not twice a week. It's every day. It's every day. Yeah. That would be optimal. Or... Do we knock that wall down and that becomes mat one, which is huge. Yes. And then mat one that we have now becomes the smaller mat. Right. And imagine an advanced nogi a Wednesday night on a mat that big. Yeah. That would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. So and, what and do I we do? Good luck to your voice. Right. Big Piece space. Of, I'll, I'll be like one of those cardio kickboxer instructors. I'll get the headset. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. Billy Blanks, man. <laughs> I yeah. think that would be optimal. The bigger be, man, yeah. I think the big, overall that would be it. That's and I brought it up before when we were doing this to get one of those accordion doors to be able to put something like that in. Right, that would be the best. That would be the best get, option. Yeah, like, like gym class easy. in fifth grade is yeah. not easy. No, no, you get the uh, the lunch tables. You just line them up. And it's like, I'm Italian. I use my hands. You, but you get the lunch tables. You line it up, and it divides the whole thing. Yeah. If there was a way to do that, that was. Uh, I believe me. I ask all. So I'm plugged into all these like school owner networks. And one of the guys, Kovar, who kind of runs the, like the whole consulting thing. He's he's been around for forty years. He's yeah. the man. He's he's got ten different black belts, legit in all of them, jujitsu included. He's got like a fight team. He's legit, mm -hmm. right? But he also does like world tours constantly. He's seen more martial arts schools than anybody in the history of the world. And I ask him, has anybody successfully had a dividing wall that that's like adjustable? He says, no, no. Okay. He's like the best I've seen. I think that they've done is you run a chain and like a super heavy curtain with like like noise canceling stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. But that that's the same idea. I'm not doing that. No. You hide it in the wall. I'm not doing hide that. Hide away. Like a bed. You Dude, it if it's wall. not one of those folding like like Accordion super ones. cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it. That I think that would be great because that open that just opens it up. That gives you all the options in one. Yeah. I think having more having optionality is the way to go. Well, let's just so everybody listening can understand why would we we would why would we even think of having a third mat? Because if you're listening to this, you're you're. I could be wrong. I I don't really know too much of the demographics. You're probably a blue belt or higher. I would guess. 
Maybe maybe a few would like to see your white belts. If you're a newer white belt listening to this, great. I'm glad that you are. Um, but you're still in the in the process of really becoming assimilated in, into the tribe. Yeah. So you probably understand better than anybody the importance of a third mat. And you understand like third third stripe white belts, four stripe white belts, brand new blue belts. You guys understand better than anybody the value of the interme- intermediate program yeah. with Professor Aladdin. Intro to Hogwarts. Dude, it's hard. It's hard to be a white belt. It's hard to be a white belt for a whole year. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be a white belt at like the six month mark where you've, you've seen the fundamentals curriculum a couple times. A lot of the senior students who you were really relying on for your progress and you were relying on as like your hard training partners, they graduated. They're in their blue belt now. So you kind of feel like you're in no man's land. Luckily, you have Tuesdays and Thursdays with Aladdin. But man, imagine if we had that, that stepping stone, the intermediate class offered every single day. Yeah. I guarantee it would be our retention would be way higher for adult white belts. I agree. Yeah. That's the one upside. That'd be an amazing program. That's there's two upsides. That's one main upside. Number two, it would, it would allow us to bring more people on full-time careers here at the Academy. Yeah. And giving you the opportunity to really build that out instead of having two days, you can really dial in those, those details that need to be brought in that you can't do in two days. Cause then if somebody misses one day of intermediate, they see, the curriculum one day yeah, so yeah. it's tough yeah so like they were doing single leg x last night or defending single leg x. passing 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 some of my yeah. favorite yeah and uh oh really yeah i didn't know yeah, yeah i didn't really could you tell Bread me i've never seen you do that before <laughs> but yeah you know a lot of the, they're just like the movements are off and it's like well if you had this a couple times a week you'd be able to dial that in quicker dude i'm gonna say something maybe controversial it doesn't matter if they pick it up or not it's more the environment i agree mm-hmm. it's the environment yeah, and it's like the acknowledgement that you're taking a step forward yeah that's a big one it's big and i I say it in the fundamentals program uh where people are like man i'm just not getting i'm like you put the belt on an hour ago you know a couple weeks ago you're not going to get it you're not going to have your first it's crazy what they learn in a couple weeks i agree i agree and a lot of that and i that's where i think getting that first stripe is super important yeah because then you're you're doing it live. Somebody that's huge. That's when you're fully immersed. So we yeah. talked about this maybe at the end of the the Nogi class on Wednesday. Uh, Tony, Rob- you know who Tony Robbins is, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I asked. Yeah. I had sixty people in here. I said, "Who who listens to Tony Robbins?" Nobody raised their hand. Is that true? I assume so. Nobody listens to Tony. You don't listen to Tony Robbins. I mean, I I know he is. Have I you done any of like, his programs? No. I can't believe this. I've listened to one or two of them. Like like, un- like unleashing your personal power and yeah. all that kind of shit. Like I've awaken couple, the giant within. Get out of here. I've seen a couple of his videos. I was supposed to go to the. He had a big one, at the whatever. He probably the, did like the firewalk, something like that. Well, he had a Dude, big anyway, one at the stadium. The be- he's the best. Be the best. He's the man. Unbelievable. He, he's the man in terms of like. If you had his head speaker, full of nickels, you could retire ten times. Well, over. dude, he had a you know he had a tumor. Yeah, like when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, he used to be tiny. He's, he's giant. He's supposed to be literally a giant. He's, like he's supposed six, to be dead. Seven. But anyway, he's the man. He was on. I guess he's putting out a new book, so he's doing a, a podcast tour. He was on Theo Vaughn's. Yeah, I saw podcast. some clips from that. But. So imagine Theo Vaughn, the most ridiculous fucking backwoods <laughs> Louisiana comic, and then Tony Robbins. But it was an amazing podcast. So if you if you don't have the stomach to sit through like a thirty six hour cassette of Tony Robbins, yeah. Just listen to him on Theo Vaughn for like the first 45 minutes. He's Tony's the best, and, okay. and Theo's hilarious, so that's yeah. a good combo. But he, but three words just jumped out, and he talked about why his 
like week long, five day, twelve hour a day events are so so powerful. It's cool. It's full immersion. Yeah. He's like he's like the best way to learn language. Like it's not how you learn Spanish in high school. The best way is to go to Spain for five weeks. Yeah, you'll learn more in five weeks in Spain than you will in five years, like in college, and that's fucking true because it's full immersion. Full right. So it's immersion stacking and then momentum. Those three things. And then, of course, like anytime I hear anything, I think of jujitsu. And that's what happens. Like, you're pretty immersed when you come in here for a class. You put on the gi, like you're on the mat, dude. Yeah. You're like, you're pretty immersed. But it, when you get that first stripe and you're, you're going live, that's when it's no longer Spanish, like, donde esta la biblioteca? Mm. Was that good? I took that French. That was good. I took French. <laughs> I could tell. Um, and then when you're doing randori, you're like in a restaurant and everybody's speaking Spanish around you. Yeah. You're fully immersed. Yeah. And then once you're in the full immersion period, you can start stacking things. And for jujitsu, the reason I think one of the huge transformations takes place when you see somebody lose 60 pounds in three, four months, yeah. it's because of the stacking. It's not the immersion. The immersion is like why you're going to, they get so good so quick. Mm -hmm. Stacking is because. They don't eat the cheeseburger before training because they don't want to throw up and look like an asshole. <laughs> or they stop smoking because they're tired of that, that douchebag they got their first stripe with is kicking their ass. Yeah. And they're tired of huffing and puffing. Yeah. And they want to be able to take them out. Whatever your reasons are, altruistic or fucking you know, <laughs> malevolent, like what, it doesn't matter. You're still stacking good behaviors. Yeah. And now what do you have? You have momentum. And once you get that momentum, holy shit! Now you're going to you're going to Tuesdays and Thursdays with Aladdin. Before you know it, belt promotions are coming up. You're a blue belt. Then you're in this the nogi room swimming in the sauce, and it's like holy shit! Now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. All those things that seemed impossible, like being one of the guys up front with a black belt on. Now I get it. Yeah. Here's a question for you guys. This is spin on. This is based off the, I guess the immersion. What was the moment for you guys where you were like, oh, this is the shit. This is fucking the day I... The first day you went in that days. MMA room? No, I could tell you. I was 14 years old. I was at my grandma's. My uncle was there. He just got back from Brazil, and he showed me an arm bar, and I was like, holy shit. He lets go, and I go, I got I to gotta lift more weights. He's like, hey, asshole, you're not going to curl your way out of there. <laughs> mine it was, was from that day forward. Mine was before I even started. I was flipping through. I think I was like 16, flipping through channels on my parents' couch. Got the Spike TV when they used to show oh, yeah, the yeah. WEC fights. Oh, yeah. And this was like the time when uh, Chuck Liddell started getting some ESPN highlights. I was like, How old oh, were you? 16. Bastards. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch somebody get their face punched in. And then yeah. two little dude went to the guard. Guy threw up a triangle and put him to sleep. And I was like, wait, sleeper hole? That's WWE. That's <laughs> yeah. James Bond. This isn't <laughs> yeah. real. What just happened? Like, And put him to sleep. I was like, I got to learn this. Hell what yeah. is this? And then That's how you found jujitsu? That's how I found jujitsu. And then what, you Googled jujitsu? I Googled jiu-jitsu. There was nothing in my area at the time, so I started watching YouTube videos, learning the history and everything. And then my brother's friend, who was doing karate for a while, told him that they were starting to put down some mats, and a guy from Balance was coming up twice a week to teach jiu-jitsu. That's cool. And joined in. All white belts. We didn't have stripes. None of that. So I was a white belt for two years and then went down to Ricardo's, or uh, Rick, yeah. Rick and Mig Phil's. Mig Mig Miglaris yeah. in, in Philly and got my blue belt there. And when you were 18? Uh, yeah, I think it was about 18. That's cool. That's awesome. What happened to that guy that was teaching? He got his black belt from Phil and Rick, and then eventually we just we didn't get enough people coming back to that spot, so they kind of closed that up. He never opened a school? He never opened a school, no. And then after that, I went to Princeton, BJJ. Weren't you at Hassett's at one yeah. point? Yeah, so I was at Princeton BJJ for a while. That's when I was at still my parents in Mercer County. Then I went to Rowan, and then ended up at Hassett's. 
was training there for a little while. Then I took some time off for grad school and then I saw battle came here. So then what, like on the interwebs? Yeah. You're like, Oh shit. John you Battle's were purple there. Belt when you got no, here, right? I knew battle from Hassid's yeah. and uh-huh. then I was too far to get back down to Hassid's cause I moved up this way and I was like, all right, I'm trying to get back into it. Saw battle was here. So then I came over here, checked it out. And I, I remember, remember, I remember when, when you came, came in. in. Yeah. Cause you were a purple belt. I believe, it's a purple right? belt. Yeah. yeah. It was purple belt came in it, quiet guy. Were we nice to you? I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember you being not nice. So <laughs> I remember, I remember Scarborough came in. I think he was a purple belt yeah. too, right? Yeah. I remember we beat the shit out of him. I remember I definitely having some like intense roles. In, yeah. You yeah. Know, in the beginning. Well, you got to know, yeah. you got to, you got to figure things out first. Send yeah. up the flare. So you were at, you were with Emily and art for a while. Yeah. How long? Probably four years or something. Oh like shit. Wow. Yeah. From I got that's I got, where you got your purple belt. That's where I got my purple belt. Wow, that was yeah. So I was I would train with them all summer and then I would go to school and then usually class schedules would conflict. And I remember I trained all summer one time and then went away to Rowan for the first semester. Didn't train at all. Came back for their belt promotions in the winter, just to support everybody else getting promoted. Mm-hmm. And they surprised me with my purple belt. That's awesome. And they did at the time they were doing like the gauntlet, like the uh-huh. promotees. All right, in the center of the mat, oh, trained no. with everybody. I was dead like it was oh my god i've never been more Drinking tired pbrs for three months <laughs> yeah wow i didn't realize you were with them for that long yeah i know them very well yeah i had a good i had a good experience up there yeah that's good i've yeah. never heard anything bad about their school yeah. we had good, and it, it was cool because like emily was very uh sport oriented mm-hmm. and art was you know had a judo and uh law enforcement background so it was much you know self-defense kind of stuff so yeah he was a very uh they're both ricardo black belts right yeah he was a very violent man yeah yeah it was i mean when i met it was less so i guess i mean i never or maybe with you he wasn't maybe i mean he he became less violent as the years went on or maybe i just got better Better. jujitsu i don't don't know (laughs) um yeah dude i spent a lot of time with them yeah that's cool yeah, we started in a racquetball court up there. That's the way to do it. That's, That's how Ricardo, Ricardo started. started yeah. yeah, but yeah, I was hooked before I even had my first class. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. I was going to be in it no matter what, and then I was in college when uh, the Ultimate Fighter came out. You know, yeah, that was. Awesome. And I was, you know, Chuckle Dell was was big. I was Chuckle Dell for Halloween one year. Yeah, you really tell me that. Completely out of control, dude. It was like four feet of snow. I have no shirt on. I'm wearing Zion's shorts. <laughs> I got a fake like mohawk in. Wearing like uh, UFC gloves. Just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. dude, that was it. Was an awesome time to get started. Yeah, I know. For me, I saw it, UFC. It, once, I feel so. like it'd be weird to get started right now. It's just not not to say like it's not a good time to start. It's I'm just it's for me personally, time. like the way I grew up and and like I want to fight. I just I'm happy to have seen the tail end. It's like being like in it's like being in the Wild West right before civilization really kind of swept through yeah. and like got rid of the Comanches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to I got to see like Quanta Parker. You guys probably didn't read No. All right. I didn't read that. Buffalo Hunt. I didn't read that. Oh, all right. Well, I, I'm glad to have, have seen, you know, the last of like the Comanche settlements before the white man yeah. completely wiped them out. Destroyed with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but man, I mean, it's a great time now because more people can get started than before. Like when you were starting out, dude, that yeah. wasn't... When I started, there was probably like 10, 12 of us. And probably total. wasn't the most safe or structured environment. 
I mean, I don't remember it not being safe, but it was all, you know, I'm not sure. When you're Different fucking mentality. 16, there's no such yeah. thing as dangerous. Yeah. Probably true too, yeah. Imagine but, being like 40. Yeah. You know? How did Who it knows? impact your tennis game? Uh, I stopped playing tennis. <laughs> but I, I mean, so they, it helped it. There's probably like 20 of us total that ever trained at that place, and four of us got our black belts. Oh, wow. So that's, that's awesome. pretty... 20%? Like, that's good. That's pretty crazy. That is good, but you guys are a weird sample size because it's not like they were like a well-established program. They had no reputation. They probably weren't marketing. No. So it's not like like you saw their advertising. You're like, well, I'll check that out. You had to actively seek them out. Yeah. yeah. So you had something in you that most true. students don't. True. Yeah. Well, I think most of the other people that were training there were people at the school, the karate school, yeah. and were like, I'll give it jiu-jitsu Super shot kind of thing. Yeah. Super yeah. common. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to, who was I talking to last night? And they were talking about, oh, um, I think it might have been Russ. Was uh, This girl came in, I guess she was training, or this guy came in and was training here. And he was training at a karate school. It used to be like action karate or something like that. That was uh, right over here on 70. The guy used to have the super fights. Oh, that was over here, right? No, it was over over here. I thought it was, whatever the name of the karate school was. He Right here on 70 across the Mexican The guy who ran like the AGL? I don't think it was the AGL. That was Nogi Bear guy. This oh. was the guy. He had super fights. He had a very interesting exit. Yeah, he did. But uh, I was like, I remember that guy. And he's like, real because he had the real long hair. He ended up moving up to like uh, New England. But uh, he was running a school over where uh, Merrick is now by me, over by Scotto's. Merrick's right here, though. I'm looking at this it's right here. I know. That's why I told you. That's why I was always saying, oh, it's Merrick because I know this used to be a And on a really good night, we're Eve Sham Mortgage again. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I was doing the quote unquote MMA program because it was, they had jujitsu in there. It was cheaper than taking the jujitsu uh, classes. So this was 2000, 2001. And I would, Carla was doing uh, Taekwondo at Mascaranis, which was at over there by Scottos. And uh, I, would, I was over there talking to one of the guys, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to start hitting the mats. And we would just roll around a little bit. So that was, I mean, it was 2000, 2001 when I was doing that. That's fun. Yeah, it was awesome. I had to, like I said, I got the hook early on watching UFC 1. Dude, 2000, 2001 was cool because you could still catch, like, pride fights on, yeah. like, uh, Fox Sports and stuff. And I used to get the, I, used, I, <laughs> I watched... I think I Dude, watched people, every Pride, younger people, all the anybody, UFC, You WC. might not even realize this. Like, it was fucking illegal. Yeah. It was yeah. illegal. Like, I was I was probably like eight or nine years old. I think I was nine years old going through my uncle's room looking for, like, the first UFC tape. Yeah. And, like, other Valley Tudo tapes. This yeah. shit was illegal. This yeah. was, like, black market stuff. They used to ban... They would have an event. They'd say, okay, we're going to have an event in... I don't know, some gym in Alabama. Yeah, they would have to be in like Louisiana. Then they would have to, oh, the somebody found out about it, so now we're going to Puerto Rico. We could do it in Puerto Rico. And then it would be from, it would go from a Friday night to a Sunday night, and they'd be fighting in Puerto Rico or something. I'll tell you what, man, it's it's really cool to see something from the start to, to where it is now. Where it is now. Holy yeah. shit. Because yeah. you see, you know, we look at old black and white videos of like NFL, and you see like how the, the progression helmets, took yeah. decades. Dude, this took no time at all to become one of the biggest sports in the world. Fascinating. I got to see jiu-jitsu become one of the biggest martial arts in the world, yeah. but I also saw a lot of other things fall off almost completely. And that's one of the weird things. Like everybody's got a story like, "Oh yeah, like we used to there was this karate school there. They're gone now. There was a taekwondo, they're gone now. They're gone now. They're gone now." Yeah. It's so rare 
to have a place that's open for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. Dude, Ricardo's been open since 1997. That's a long time. That's a long freaking time, and he's got no signs of slowing down. No. Do you ever think that jujitsu will become that? It, like I, that it that it so, will phase out and something else will take over? Well, let me just say this. Fucking no, but he, I'll tell you why. I was talking to somebody here on Friday, and we were talking about uh, like more kind of like business stuff, and he was we were trying to prepare for like different future possibilities, potentialities. He was like, yeah, man, like the kids used to go to this place and then they were rocking and rolling like dozens of black belts on the mat in an average class. And just slowly over time, it just died out and now he's gone. Now he's like working at like at sanitation or something. You got to prepare for that. I was like, I understand preparing for it. It's just never going to happen. He's like, well, what if jujitsu becomes uncool one day? I'm like, it's just not how the how the fuck is that going to happen? It's just it's it's almost perfect. I think yeah. the way it would happen is it. The, you the live training gets mm-hmm. removed and then it becomes more of like yeah so, less, so less people, real like <laughs> and then you if you don't have the I think what karate what the downfall of that was like there was no you can't train it one hundred percent live yeah. there you go so like if that ever if that aspect ever gets removed be, it, then I think jujitsu could be why removed. would we have a knitting circle removed? I don't know he, that's not to say this I'm not going to take away the possibility like right now I know this sounds very immodest we're the fucking best at what we do. We're the best, right? We are one of the biggest academies in the country and in the world. Our kids program is unrivaled and our adult program's coming in hot right behind it. Yeah. Uh, I do tip my cap to a few other places for sure. Henner Gracie is amazing. Yeah. In terms of making jujitsu accessible, he is amazing. But we're we're pretty damn good. I've yet to see somebody in person who's better at introducing new people to jujitsu getting them to a point where they can actually do it for real, like we're not playing patty cake, and we do it very, very well. But there could be a time where somebody else gets better than we are at it. Yeah. If we stop growing right now. If I stop investing in in us right now. If we get blind to better ways to do this and, and we stop evolving right now. Other than that, how the, how the hell would jiu-jitsu go away? Jiu-jitsu Somebody itself, might get... There was a time, you know, 10 years ago where we're like, shit, we might have to pivot towards MMA. And we did. We dicked around with it. You know, like at Ricardo's, we we started thinking about like a kid's MMA program and an adult MMA program. And then what happened? People people don't like getting punched in the face. It's not sustainable. So then it turns into everything else. Other stand-up martial arts where you're you're pantomiming. You're you're like pretending to do these techniques. And it always comes back to jujitsu. Yeah. You don't have to pretend. You could do it 100%. And that's the thing. You nailed that. And that's but on, one of the on top of that, on. I, I genuinely believe this. One of the reasons jujitsu is so goddamn effective is you can train live every single day. Yes. Yeah. And that means you're getting reps against a, a 100% resisting opponent every single time. Full immersion. You don't yeah. get that. In, if you do that in boxing, you sound like Riddick Ball after about 18 months. Yeah. Punch drunk. Right? There's that. But on the other side of it, it's fucking more effective than anything else. Yeah. It's more effective. So it's the best martial art. It's the one you can train the hardest, the most safe, like safe, safely. And it never stops evolving. Karate is punch, kick, and block. Yeah. Boxing is jab, cross, hook, uppercut. Bob Weave. That's it. Yeah. Obviously, it's not. That's not it. <laughs> that's Obviously. It? Obviously, that's not it. But you know what I'm saying? Like we can. This is going to keep growing and yeah. evolving and getting better and more yeah. exciting. More stuff's coming up, and the techniques are always 
And change. on top of that, dude, we're moving it. further and further. I'm going to get real weird. Bear with me. <laughs> we're moving further away from like a physical in-person world. True. People are more isolated. AI is going to make things really fucking goofy pretty soon. More people are going to be working from home. More people are going to be on like universal uh, basic income. It's mm. going to get goofy. Kids are going to have more anxiety. Like biochemically, they're going to be lacking. Their immune systems are going to fucking falter because they're not going to be touching other humans. And there's a good answer for that. There's a good rebuttal, which is what? Put them in a room with other kids <laughs> yeah. and have them wrestle around. Exactly. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Let's go. That's it. You're, I don't think you're going to fight here. You going to debate this? No. No, there's not a debate. I know, but you say certain things. People are like, oh, conspiracies. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy. No, it's getting goofy, it dude. Getting like, goofy. If you haven't noticed that since 2020, I don't know what you're looking at. Then maybe you're living in a world war. Yeah, look, man. If you statistically speaking this is the like one of the most uh, definitely mental health wise this is the most unhealthy our kids have ever been especially like preteen girls this is the most unhealthy they've yes. ever been and i'm not saying that jujitsu is a panacea like it's not like a silver bullet but it's fucking close and you know what is way better than doing nothing yeah, yeah. there's I, that i'm really happy when you look at a level one class we've got a lot of preteen girls yes which is the hardest age to do anything because you don't want to look uncool. Yeah. You know, it's like you're grown into your body and like you're kind of, you feel strange. But when there's more than one, it becomes way easier. So there's like four or five of these girls in every yeah. class and they have each other. Yeah. And then you look at level three and then we have, it looks like the sixth grade dance before <laughs> class because all the girls are on one side, all the guys are on the other. And then like the little boys are always in the middle because yeah. they're just like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, Ryan Terry and all the cool boys yeah. are down that side. Genevieve and Skyler and all the girls are on this yeah. side. But when, when I clap my hands and I say, okay, guys, they get lined up. And for 45 minutes to, you know, an hour, they're, they're in their bodies. They're out of their brains. They're not worried about what they look like when they're in the cafeteria. They're not feeling gangly and awkward in their own skin. They feel like assassins. They feel like a fucking 12-year-old yeah, child they're, they're should feel. Yeah. Playing, you know? And I, I love it when, like last night uh, for level two, uh, Skylar was with Austin. And they're two, I saw that on camera. Two How'd that go? murderers. I'm sure they didn't stop talking the entire they time. They were chatty Cathy's the whole round. I couldn't tell you what their voices sound like. Yeah, it's hard. They've, together, they've been training me for like 12 years. So yeah. If you add up, I don't know what they sound like. Yeah, Austin, and, and Austin's come a long way, man. He's come a long way from oh, earlier. super long Like, way. holy shit, the, what a transformation. If you, I don't really, I wasn't no, you were not really, yeah, because he's, uh, man, he's, he's really, rambunctious, let's just say to that. To say the least, him and his brother, you cannot. You had to put him on either end of the mat, and his and Austin at any given time. There's a couple kids in here where you go, 100 percent the most athletic individual in this academy, adult or child, 100. percent Did you ever see Austin on? Do ever, have you been to a dodgeball Friday? Not in a while. This Dude, kid, heat, heat. Yeah. When he comes out for dodgeball, we gotta play wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's got and he's got his big black glasses on. <laughs> and here's the problem: we might have to ban him because he's 13 now, right? Yeah. And out of nowhere, he gained like a foot and a half overnight. Yeah. yeah. And he throws at least 110 miles an hour. Yeah. And he closes his eyes. He closes right. his eyes and just wings it, and it, and it, it, the ball just finds faces. Yeah. And that's it. He only can hit people right <laughs> square in the face. When he was younger, we were playing dodgeball, and I remember I could have swore the kid's head was about to come off. Dude, of I have a video. I went live on Facebook. <laughs> And I'm like, guys, we're playing dodgeball with the kids. And I'm like, in the back. 
And then I, I pan to the left, and Austin whizzes it and fucking hits right <laughs> on the phone. It just explodes. <laughs> it couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, he's unbelievable, unbelievable athlete. That kid. And I, I told you his dad, it was, they yes. called him Mr. Everything when we were in high school. Yeah. You could try. He's, he's got Anything. a super sweet. What does he have? A, uh, old Chevelle or something? It's a Mustang. Or no, uh, it's a uh, sweet Camaro. ride, dude. He won't let me drive it. I, I told him. But, dude, that goes along. His dad, uh, say what it is, man. There's no way a guy like Austin or or almost any kid would be here past the age of 12 or 13 on their own accord. Yeah. 100% of the time, 100% Josh. of the time, these kids, Josh is the exception. Yeah. He got his mom to enroll. <laughs> like his mom's not dragging, but most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the kids are like, "I don't want to yeah. go, I don't want to go." But if you have a good parent who has good foresight to keep them here and chise that guy, yes, he is. And like you just know when Austin's here, I'm glad he's here. But I know if you gave him his the option, he'd be playing video games. Yeah. Chise got him here, and look what it's done. He's, and imagine him in another four years, yeah. dude. It's incredible. I'm excited for this. A lot of things because you you probably have to go to your job, don't you? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I'm excited for a lot of things. Wednesday night was a, a glimpse of the future. I'm glad that Tony has Ebola because because <laughs> when Tony's not here, it gives everybody a chance to step up, and I get to see what you look like under fire. Mm -hmm. When I sat like the, we we all know that we have the mid wall divider. I sat at the end of it. Sits, I sat say as I just looked at both mats, packed, packed to the brim. Aladdin's on one side, and it was you, Fonz, Kenny, Scrappy Joe, maybe. Scrappy Joe, Rye guy. On the other side, you were in Collingswood. I was in Collingswood, but the other side, it was it, it was Allen, John, Blue Belt, John. I think Kelly was here. Battle was over there too. Battle. I think we had somebody. No, Kelly else. Kelly was in Collingswood. Was he? Yeah. We had 11 total instructors, and I'm just looking at both mats, and I'm like, holy shit, they're not skipping a goddamn beat. Nope. Right? Like, there was always, and I don't think it's like this anymore. On mat one should be Tony. On mat two should be me. Right? We should be rocking and rolling. You guys are all helping out. And if, like, we're sick for whatever reason, you guys do a great job filling in, but there's a little bit of a slip, right? You would yeah. think. Wednesday, there was no slip at all. Not even at all. And we're getting to the point where, it's indis indistinguishable who's teaching the class by the energy and what it sounds like. That's fucking amazing. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Because imagine what the possibilities are now. Imagine like another year from now. And the other thing is this, and I'll let you guys you know speak on it. We're attracting some, like I made the joke before, like when you meet other school owners in like karate, taekwondo, mm. krav maga. They're right, quote unquote, right hand man. Their instructor team. The right hand man is usually like some hunchback, which is fine. Yeah. You could be a hunchback. I'm not <laughs> judging on that. Um, now you're gonna get an email from all the hunchbacks. Yeah. How dare you? And then, and then the instructor team is 14 year olds, yeah. right? Who are confused about their their identities, <laughs> which is fine. It's just it's not the team you want running an 800 student school. No. We're man, look at the team that we're like gathering. So like, so it's an attractive proposition to high level, high quality people. Notice how I point to a lab and I point to somebody who's not here <laughs> and not me, <laughs> dude. Like on on Wednesday, looking at both mats, it was just fucking po a powerful team, dude. Stud athletes, smart people, you know, financially fit. Nobody's here out of desperation. Yeah. It's it was an impressive thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think people are seeing the opportunity, right? And, I mean, even if it's not something like they want to open a school, like the opportunity of giving back is powerful, you know? That's huge. Giving back is key. And it's appreciated. Dude, like Fonz comment, Fonz reaching out to me. First, I was like, did somebody hack his Instagram? (laughs) What's going on here? And then I was like, dude, somebody must have slipped him a molly or something. (laughs) You know, but but you realize like this gives so much to to your life, I think. It's just, you know, you wouldn't think Fonz is so stoic, but he was like, I really want to come in and help out. And I want to come help out with the kids. I'm like, holy shit. He looked like he had a a great time. He looked awesome. And I told him, I'm like, bro, the kids are going to look at you like you're fucking Captain America. Like this is going to be a really good opportunity for you. Building that relationship with the kids is, one, you're helping this kid in some way that you may not even realize. You're giving them, they know that no matter what's going on in their life. And I, I mean, it's not like we live in a bad area. Well, you don't know what's going on. At Dude, home. everything is relative. Exactly. They the kid, come. You could be. You could just be ostracized at school. Yeah. And that's as painful as growing up in, in Fallujah. Yeah. Which I know sounds crazy, and there's gonna be some progressive liberal. You know, <laughs> somebody's gonna get pissed that I said that. But we've all seen pictures of these kids in Somalia with no pants on, no yeah. no clothes, dancing and singing and having a fucking blast, and they're happy as clams. Yeah. And you all, everybody here knows personally some 13-year-old girl in suburban America who's fucking miserable and near suicidal yeah. because her friend group decided that she's not part of them anymore. It's not cool enough. Everything is relative. Like, we, I do not judge people's, like, uh, suffering based off of their socioeconomic yeah. levels. It's true. There's that. It's true. You can make it. I love the interaction with the kids, you know? Yeah. I mean. If you didn't, we you, you can't be here if you don't. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, this is more telling everybody else. Yeah. This is not. It's, Tell them. Preach. It is. I, and, you know, we see it. We teach a lot of classes together. And we're always interacting with the kids. You're teaching them. You're having fun with them. Yeah. The little smack talk that goes back and forth. Tegan's always talk, trying yeah. to kill She's you. Tegan is cool as shit. <laughs> She's, She's awesome. She's a cool little She's girl. She's a little assassin. I love yeah. it, man. And uh, it, it's selfish, but it's so fulfilling. I just yeah. feel so much better. I'm like... You give me more than I could give you. Well, dude, we got Aladdin here. You have a successful career in fucking engineering. Why would it even be a thought that you might do this full time? Oh, it's more fulfilling. Yeah. In what way? Um, it it checks all the boxes. Like you're building the relationships with people, and what is done for me, and knowing what it can do for other people is just something I want to share with people. Um, and that's not to say like I'm engineering, I like, I got an engineering cause it was fun and I learned a lot and I like the people there, but it's just, this is on another level, I think beneficial for people. And yeah. it, it, like you were saying earlier, like there is that gap that people have social connections, you know, getting exercise in yeah. and, you know, working on themselves, personal yeah. development. It's, you get somebody that's socially awkward, like scrappy Joe. And he's like, everybody's little brother that you never wanted. Right, and then you try giving away. You, you try, try giving away, and he drowning. keeps showing back up. Try, Unfortunately, he's like a dog. He knows where he's going. Try to push into the river. He's a tracker. Um, it, it's that red pill, blue pill thing. I'm like, there's too many pills now. Yeah, there's, there's like black pills. pills. There's a bunch well, of pills. Man. I'm talking the matrix. There's pills. jagged little pills. <laughs> the red. You're showing your age now. <laughs> yeah, the red pill, blue pill. You know, if I sh- I can open your eyes to what what's really you're going, going on. full Morpheus. Oh, no, right? I'm full Morpheus. Is this like I'm Trump Biden or is this Morpheus? Or is there not a difference anymore? There's not a difference. There's too anymore. much. There's too much. I, that, they both live in a dream world. But it's 
if I can give you this pill, jujitsu, and you take this pill, yeah, your whole view of life is going to change. Yeah, you're going to completely change, dude. You're you're pretty new to this, and already you're starting to see that you get your own little following. And over time, people become so appreciative of what you help them achieve. Yeah. And that's important. You didn't wave a magic wand. You just kind of uncover these, these things. And people are recognizing that you don't show up tired to collect. Like you're, you're fucking, you have boundless energy. Even though you don't feel that, you know the, to be the thermometer. Right. And expand, like just exponentially, the, the feedback you're going to get over time is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. Because people are going to have all these huge epiphanies in their lives, and they're going to overcome these massive things, and you're going to be the catalyst for that. Right. You're still pretty new in this, but man, I've got people who've been training with me for ten years, and like you see it at black belt ceremonies, dude. I haven't taught one of Jim Dickinson's classes. He ta he's been taking noon classes with Tony for the last like eight years, seven years. Right. I haven't taught his fucking class since he just it was like a white belt or a blue belt, and yet he. It's just the environment. Yeah. It's the environment. It's we're we're a pillar in this environment that just is a fucking catalyst for change in people's lives. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. The self improvement that takes place. And it the jiu jitsu helps. It's the, like the vehicle as we always say. Yeah. It's the vehicle. Well, it's got to be jiu jitsu cuz yeah. it, otherwise it, it gets yucky, dude. Story, yeah. It's not it, if if you're prone to being the sage on the stage, this is not the place for you. Yes. It's fucking gross. There are plenty of places you can go. Mm -hmm. You can. There's a lot of schools you could go to if you want to be a sage on the stage. Hero worship is yucky, and it's it's toxic. But that's not even why I we avoid it. It's just it detracts from the fucking goal. The goal is for you to fall in love with jujitsu and your own journey. Yeah. If your jujitsu journey hinges on on how much you you idolize me as your instructor. This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a healthy relationship. Exactly. And one of the things I talk about a lot, and I, 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 it bears repeating, my uncle used to say this. So when I was a little kid, you know, I, I was lucky to grow up on, in the dojo. And I was lucky to be able to take some adult classes when I wasn't quite ready. I was young, but I, I tried real hard, so he let me. And he, I was privy to the adult speeches that I probably shouldn't have heard. <laughs> um, but one of the things he would say is this, like I'm teaching from the front, but we're classmates. I just happen to be the senior student, so I, I have the responsibility of teaching. I'm not, I'm not the, the top of the totem pole here. I'm, I'm on my journey too. Yeah. I'm on this journey along with you. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to train hard. Like I'm, I wanna get after it with you guys. I wanna get better at the arm bar and the guillotine and mm -hmm. the guard pass. I just happen to be the senior student, so I gotta teach. Like somebody's gotta run the ship. But at the end of the day, like this is not about propping me up. It's we're all going up this mountain together. Yeah, you said that to us ten years ago. Yeah, because hero worship is ago. fucking yeah. disgusting. Ten years ago, I can remember. I think we were doing our instructor training, which was just an excuse just for us to come in on a Friday night and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and for Dante to wear Valentino shorts and sit on your face. He bagged me. Jesus, I'm still in. <laughs> I'm still in counseling for that. But he brought it up, and you brought it up as well. In one of those, I, I distinctly remember that one night where he came in. Yeah, you know, he running around in his underwear trying to choke everybody, murder each other, and you guys both brought it up. You know, we're teammates. This this whole thing is, yeah, I'm teaching, I'm showing you, but we're team. In the end, we're teammates. Yeah. And how do you know that? Because we're gonna roll together. We're gonna be on a mat together. We're gonna train with each yeah. other. We're gonna try to murder each other. You know, if if this was me. You know, the opposite would be 
you're sitting over here in the office looking out of the window drinking a cup of tea saying look at my minions you know look at these no. people they worship me and that is that's but vile and disgusting it is there's two sides to this though because you also have a responsibility and huge and you see this like like tegan loves you and it's because she thinks you're a superhero right. yeah you know what i mean yeah. so like whether you're cognizant of this or not if you're conscious of conscious of this or not you're going to hold yourself to a higher standard now because yeah. you don't want to let this little girl down yeah. yes imagine if she saw you being weak or envious or like mean it would fucking shatter her yeah. Yeah. so you have to we say you got to be the ideal as the instructor and i mean that in a lot of ways and i'm going to say what it is you you can't be a fucking slob like you can't be you can't be like super overweight you got to why it's not body shaming no you need to hold yourself to higher standards because you're in a position of influence over people who are looking to you for guidance. You yeah. have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Now, here's the thing. Over time, who you need to be for, for everybody, it's not gonna match up directly with who you are. But the longer you're trying to strive for that, the closer those two become aligned. So you, you actually become like Professor Pete is Pete McHugh now. Like it's, yeah. it's very close. That's a powerful, powerful thing. But it's also, it's kind of like the ring, the ring of power. Like it corrupts. Yeah. Like it's, I get it. Like it's easy to think you're the shit. Yeah. Like especially when you could beat everybody up, especially when you're at the front of the room, everybody's listening to everything you say, especially when on social media people are giving you shout outs. So the fucking most, the, the best advice I could give you guys is to deflect, deflect, deflect. Never let it get to your head that it's you. It's not you. Jiu-jitsu did the heavy lifting, yes. and you just kind of got some of the shrubbery out of the way so they could see the path. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. That's my opinion. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. I agree. It's per it's, you're exactly right. And awesome. I remember like going to the thing with like the kids looking up to you. Like I remember I had all kinds of coaches growing up playing all different sports, but I remember like baseball. I had these – it was probably like, a group of four guys that just got out of college or something, but they, they like looked the part. Yeah. And like I looked up to them so much yes. and they, they were, they brought energy to baseball, which can definitely be a little bit more of a drier sport. Yeah. And like baseball, just baseball's boring as <laughs> shit, dude. You could say it, but I, I loved baseball, but they, yeah. they like, cause I guess, I don't know if it was just because they were younger and brought more energy, but I looked up to them so much more and yeah. wanted to be like them yeah. and they made baseball fun and they didn't do anything that crazy. Out no, of the they norm. looked the part, right. man. They, I, yeah, Peachy. Seizures. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same experience. Yeah, Yo, you just yeah. spinning back fist your microphone. Did I you have just to, have a seizure? I did. It's my low Look, in 2024, it's bad to say this. Yeah. You know, like body positivity and all that stuff. But but listen to the truth. Like we're 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 people too. Like yeah. we're allowed to have opinions. And my opinion is we're more prone to look up to people who we want to be. You know what I mean? Yes. Not people who make it okay for us to take the easier route. That's not human nature. True. There's a reason that we look up to certain people. Yeah. It's absolutely right. And and you know, and I think the other thing is this, like I think we make we're not David Goggins. He's a fucking lunatic. Yes. <laughs> He motivates people, but I don't want to be like, do you want to be like Goggins? He's a little out there. He's a, a little out there is right. He's a fucking raving yeah. lunatic, and I don't want him to influence my daughters either. No. Our job is to hold ourselves to higher standards that are attainable for everybody and, and to share with people how we got there, the things that, the tools that we use, and the insights that we accrued along the way. I yeah. think that's what we do. And I think jujitsu is the perfect vehicle that lets us, to, lets us do it in a healthy way with the kids. 
Like we're not shame. We're just like train hard, treat your body the right way. Yeah. You know, overcome obstacles, embrace challenges. When you're scared, that's an opportunity just to be brave. We're not screaming like who's going to carry the fucking boats. <laughs> we're not. We're just we're demonstrating from yeah. the front how to have a, like a healthy, fulfilling life. Exactly. That's exactly it. And you know, we put on the uniform, right? We put on our it's the cape. Yeah. Which Thor would you rather be, <laughs> Fat Thor? Or geeked up Thor. I'll tell you what, the fat Thor is hilarious. He is hilarious. <laughs> he's I very fucking funny. He's got his moments, but which Thor would you want to be, right? And, you know, I, I personally, being a man of age, especially when we have, a, and a, like we had a... a Thor is a bad example. No, well, I'm just using the, the, the physical... You know, whatever Thor is well-adjusted and content and, yeah. and like, you know, a good father... That's the Thor I want to be. I exactly. haven't seen him in one of these movies yet. Though. No, you're not going to. But I, I always say, I was talking to a father the other last Saturday. His son took his first class. And he's like, well, you know, I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm like, I'm 54, man. He's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm 54. Well, I said, no, well, just do it. Get on the mat with your kid. Yeah. You'll have that bonding experience with your kid. And then when you guys are training together, you're going to have a bigger and better experience because not only are you guys training together, you're growing together, you're talking shit to each other. Yeah. It becomes super fun. Yeah. Dude, look at Gaetano. Yeah. And young guy Jr. Yeah. yeah. They're both geek to the gills on espressos. <laughs> yes. yes. But they train together every class. Yes. Like how, how much That's of awesome. a tighter bond can you have with your son? You, you can't. And we had the the father and daughter came into Collingswood. And how much espresso is too much espresso is my question. There is no such thing. Because there's espresso beans right there. I don't I know. know who that's for. I don't know, but I may grab them. But yeah, I, I think that it builds a rapport with your child. We build Dude, a rapport. Your, how, I'm curious to see this. So you might have seen these stats. It's like by the time you're 25, like you're only going to see your parents like another 35 times or something. In person, which is fucking nuts. That's sad. By the time you're 18, you've spent like 95% of the time with your parents that you're going to spend. Yeah. And then when you do see them, how physical are you with your parents? You know what I mean? Like, like when I see my dad, especially since I lost my mom, like I'll force like a hug. But yeah. it's the fucking weirdest yeah. two seconds of the day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I wonder if, if, we, if we did jujitsu together. Yeah, it'd be different. Yeah, just think of like the chemical bond. Yeah. Oxytocin's a thing. Dopamine, serotonin, all these things. That's legit, man. The skin-to-skin -skin contact. There's something magical about it, you know? And I know every time I see my father, I give him a hug, I give him a kiss. You know, we're, I mean, we're Italian. Yeah, you're I don't fucking know. Italian. That's yeah, we're Italian. So that's just part of it, right? <laughs> it's a thing, right? It's what we do. Dude, how about we were at soccer the other day? You guys are Italian as hell. Yeah. Tell me if this is normal. I don't think it is, but I want to hear your opinion. We're at soccer, and, uh, you know, the other team, their family is there. And then, I get, you know, one of the dads is like my age, and then his mom shows up, and he kisses her right on the mouth. No, that's fucking weird. Is that an Italian thing? Or? No, it may have been a miss. It may have been a miss. I hope, you didn't miss, dude. How about I hope it was a miss? <laughs> it was the, me and Melissa are like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. This no, is cheek. very strange. The cheek. No, the dude, cheek. he went right in there. Yeah, not me. Hey, if you're mom. from Italy, it's both cheeks. Yes, right? It's both <laughs> yeah, cheeks. You don't make a pit stop in no. the middle? All right. I've never no. seen that. All right, so if I, because we got a game tomorrow. If I see him, I'm going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> is your mom coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was just very strange. Was she attractive? Maybe, yeah. No. <laughs> I was thinking maybe they, uh, 
maybe they do like Krav Maga together or something. <laughs> There's levels to the game. I'm not in that game at all. I'm not even <laughs> taking that game off the shelf. And I love my mom to death, God rest her soul, but there was no, that was not happening. No, it's fucking strange. Yeah. All it right, is. let's wrap up. Aladdin's got a job. Uh, I have a teleconference with my neurologist. I'm trying, I've been trying to get an MRI. For your neck. For like three months. Yeah. How's that going? I'm fine. Like, I don't even need it, but Melissa's forcing me to get it. And I'm just curious now. I just want to yeah. see what my neck looks like, but I'm good. Good. I'm pretty good. If I don't let people hang on my neck, I'm fine. That's good. I don't think it's. You should try the acupuncture. I'm telling you. I will. You. I don't think shot. it's a neck issue, dude. I think I just, I'm getting 10. I think it's just tendonitis. Could be. I think when I'm lifting a bunch and I'm training a lot and starting the week in the gi is not a good way to start the week. It's like it's like doing a, like a two hour fucking CrossFit workout on the beach. <laughs> I love the gita with like homeless people hanging off of your neck. So not you're in Wildwood, <laughs> exactly, dude. It's not. That's why I stopped going Monday because I Monday and then Tuesday back to back in the gi with yeah. people trying to kill you. It's it was a lot. So, dude, I do Monday night advanced and then Tuesday morning advanced. But at That's least it's tough, no gi in the yes. morning. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just a tough split. Uh, if if we didn't do Monday night and I just did Tuesday morning, I'd probably feel like Hodger Gracie. But anyway, I'm good. Thanks for asking, dude. Hey, glad to hear. I'm doing okay. Aladdin, thanks for stopping in, dude. Yeah, man, this is fun. This is, I'll have to do it again, man. Yeah. This is Let's good see stuff. if we get canceled. I forget what I said in this podcast. <laughs> we'll find Where out. do we start? We'll find out shortly. RC, enough. take a list. Let us know. Let's do one more check to see if there are any questions. Hmm. Now nah, we're good, dude. All right, guys. We'll see you shortly. Take care. See you guys. See you.